0: Hello, hi, welcome back to Off Topic. <coughs> I've literally just woken up and it's quite early, so um excuse my voice or excuse my lack of I don't know knowledge. I might be a bit slow. Um I'm actually in the house today. I'm not outside in, in the fields of wheat or in a shed. I'm actually indoors today, so hopefully the audio is gonna be a bit better. Um today I'm gonna be talking about gender and just kind of unpacking gender um, and exploring the idea of like gender roles and gender expectations and stuff um I've also got my tea with me so if you hear that then that's what that is um okay so I'm not really sure how to start this but I remember I'll just sort of spit ball them. we'll we'll go into a ramble about gender because that's pretty much how I do these things um when I was in year 12 at school we studied um sociology we studied a bit about gender and we did a bit about this study and I can't remember who did the study or or like when the study was all I remember is that they did a study with gorillas and they were trying to determine whether gender differences and in different interests between the genders are biologically inevitable or they're brought about by like you know socialization and they had these, I can't remember the specifics, but they basically had these two gorillas and they had this, like, pen, this playpen, and they put toys in the playpen. And there was traditionally feminine toys and traditionally masculine toys. And the gorillas were released, it was a boy and a girl gorilla, and they both went towards the toys that were, like, coordinate coordinating, what's the word? that were both kind of with the gender that they are. So the girl went towards the dolls and the boy went towards the cars and the trucks or the soldiers or whatever it was. And I've always found that really interesting because I do think that a massive part of who we are is a mixture of socialisation and biology because, um, you know, we're influenced massively by what's around us. And take me, for example, I grew up with two brothers and a dad and the only person that was in the house that was a woman was my mum and you know I didn't always have a female influence that was my age who would kind of show me the ways of being really really feminine. I was quite a tomboy when I was a kid, I was kind of on and off really but I'd the majority of my time I was quite um, against traditional feminine things. It wasn't that I really kind of launched towards masculine things in a way that I really liked you know I I would always avoid sports and I didn't really like kind of the things that my brothers liked Um, but then on the other hand I did love things like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and I don't know whether you can class those as masculine but I definitely spent a lot of a majority of my childhood and teenage years rejecting like traditional feminine culture and kind of I don't know just in a way that I thought maybe I was too good for it or that I kind of I was above it, maybe. And I didn't really explore femininity properly until I was maybe a mid-teenager. When I was very young, I definitely was very feminine because I didn't have a kind of control over what I did and what I wore. Like, everything I did and everything I wore and everything I played with was, you know, my parents and my mum and stuff. And so I'm sure I was a very very feminine little girl. But I'm talking from the age of about 7 or 8 to about 15. That's the age where you have a lot of autonomy over yourself and over your decisions and what you wear and you start to be able to make your own decisions and things and um, I started earning money when I was 14 and so I I started buying myself clothes but I definitely was into the kind of... I I wasn't into pink, I didn't wear flowers, you know. I I was very much kind of rejecting traditional feminine culture Um, and in my opinion that is all because of this thing called internalised misogyny which basically means... It's basically women hating women or women kind of attacking the culture of women. And so the way I was kind of socialised, whether you can talk about the media or, I don't know, like magazines I read or people I hung out with or the things I was taught, never by my parents but just by society. I was just kind of taught that I should, as the kind of person that I was, I was very, you know, into school and reading and stuff and I was very much taught that I should just disregard really really girly culture and really really girly things like makeup and dolls and things like I remember cutting the hair of my barbies I remember putting them down the toilet and I think I I don't know I did that because I think I thought I had to or something I'm not really sure but I definitely felt as if I needed to reject traditional girl culture and especially when I was like a young teen I remember one direction were really big and they were like this huge thing and every girl I knew was obsessed with them and I think I just thought that it was better if I was above that and so I kind of I like, deliberately boycotted them <laughs> I deliberately avoided their music and and the kind of culture surrounding it and those kind of girls and that was all due to internalized misogyny I kind of thought that I was better than that and internalized misogyny is a really interesting thing because you do get taught by the media and by society that you should hate women and because of the patriarchy, you should always kind of, because of the patriarchal influences, you should always kind of find find things wrong with the women around you. Find things wrong with the women in society and in, in the media, you know. And so if, you, if you're a woman who's ever found herself kind of very quickly dismissing a woman on TV because she has a weird outfit on or, or her makeup isn't properly blended or, you know, that that's very to do with internalised misogyny you're kind of you're taught to to hold women to a different standard than men um but yeah so I spent a lot of my my teenagers really rejecting that kind of culture and then when I was about 15 16 um I started to embrace it a bit more uh I started wearing makeup which was um fun and I started experimenting with like eyeliner and things I didn't go full on makeup I just sort of like I flicked a bit of eyeliner on and That was pretty much it. I never really wore lipstick or anything. But, yeah, I massively kind of changed my views. And I think it all came about as I kind of came into feminism, really. Um, I think people have this weird stereotype of feminism where it's like, you know, it's these short-haired, Butch women who hate men and who don't want to kind of be a part of of girls and things, and I'm just looking at my laptop now, and my screensaver is the picture of Elle Woods, from Lily Blonde, in the montage bit where she get gets her shit together, and it's the the kind of picture of her on the treadmill when she's like reading her criminal justice book and she's like working out and like, you know, it's like the montage where she gets her shit together. But The Lily Blonde is actually a really interesting film to watch, and I was reading a whole, like, analysis of this the other day, but Lily Blonde is one of the most feminist films you could actually watch, and I know that that will be shock to most people because, like I was just saying, I think people think of feminism as being this very anti-feminine thing, and because it's it's mainly anti-tradition, that then means that it's anti-traditional girly things. Um, that's just really not true. Um, Legally Blonde is an absolutely brilliant film i love legally so much but it's a really interesting way of portraying feminism because you have this outwardly girly girl kind of main character who is very feminine very pretty she's a um i think she's like the leader of her sorority and you know she's like a fashion major and stuff and she goes on and she gets a law degree at harvard and she completely changes her her view of the world and, and she becomes very empowered and sh- it's a film that's not about tearing other women down it's about women rising up you know and you have her the main character Elle Woods and then you have her friend who I've forgotten the name of but she's a works in a beauty salon and then you have her other friend Vivian who is i guess you would characterize her as like a stereotypical nerd You know, and then you have all these three women who are so different and come from really different backgrounds, have really different um, interests, I guess, and you still have that kind of camaraderie and that kind of sense of, of women working together. So I know that's kind of a bit of a tangent. Again, this is a podcast called Off Topic, so I'm sure none of you are surprised. But it's just interesting to me that gender is such a fluid thing. It's such a fluid topic and people kind of... Well, first of all, there aren't just two genders. I mean, if I know people will probably get annoyed with me saying that, but there are so many different genders, and, and people can identify with so many different things, and people can be gender-fluid, and people can be... Is it called non-binary? Again, I actually still don't know much about gender. There's still stuff that I don't understand. Um, there's still things that I forget. And There's still terms that I don't know. But I think it's gender is a really interesting, like, issue. And in society, we're kind of taught to believe that Gender is this black and white thing. It's, it's men and women. It's boys and girls. But there's just so much more to it than that. And if you're talking about things like people who are transgender and gender identity and stuff, you know, people can be born to the wrong bodies, and people can, you know, feel as if when they get to a certain age, whatever age it may be, that that body is is not theirs, and that that gender is not theirs, and that they they belong elsewhere, and I think that's so interesting, and I I can't even imagine what that's like, um, yeah, I just think that's incredible, really, but, again, just the whole topic of gender is, is really, really interesting, um, and in terms of the thing I was talking about at the beginning with the, you know, gender roles and the girls and boy toys, I don't think I'm going to raise my children with that kind of, I don't know, with that kind of belief, and this isn't me critiquing my parents at all, because they are incredible people, but... I guess it, my childhood was quite interesting because, obviously, I grew up with two boys and my mum really, really wanted a daughter. It's like the Mrs Weasley thing. She tried and tried for a daughter. And me and my twin brother came out and, I obviously, one of us happened to be a girl. And I think she's always really clung to that because she really loves having a daughter. Um, and, obviously, like, I understand that I really want a daughter when I'm older. I definitely do. But I think that's really interesting because... Um, I was talking to my mum and my brother about this the other day at dinner. There are just certain things in our childhood that were different between me and my brothers. And it, it was never in a way that we felt one of us got like preferential treatment. Never. Because we always were treated so equally. But I think naturally there were just some things that came about. Like my both my brothers are very tall and very strong. And it's often kind of said, you know, when we're moving things around in the house they always go to help they always go to lift things they always go to do the hard work and I'm not like complaining about that because I'm not a strong person like physically I'm I'm not exactly kind of built to to do hard labor so I'm not complaining but it's it's interesting the little comments that kind of pass here and there like oh the boys will do this and the boys will do that and I just think that's really interesting and there's, there's lots of other examples really um trying to think of one off the top of my head. As I said, I am very tired. <laughs> but, um... No, there's definitely other examples of when, in our childhood, we were just... I don't know, slightly treated differently. Or, you know, with our grandparents. Obviously, they come from a very different generation. And when I went through my, kind of, breakdown type thing, like, with the anxiety and depression in 2015, I simultaneously was breaking down. Obviously, I was failing school. And... A lot of the older generations in my family were very, I don't want to say judgmental, but I just want to say that they were, what's the word, I don't know. They definitely treated me differently afterwards and they kind of, I think they looked down on me a bit really because both my brothers are at uni now and obviously I'm going to uni in September, but they've kind of looked, a lot of my family have looked down on me for the past few years without really even trying, but I can see it in the way they talk to me and they've made kind of passing comments especially like the the older male figures in the family have kind of just made comments like you know your brothers are at uni and you're not and i don't know there's always been those kind of suggestions of gender like that and it's just interesting but but yeah i don't know i just think the whole topic of gender is really interesting my tea has gone cold Blech. there's nothing worse than cold tea well there probably it's things worse <laughs> um yeah, I just, you know. I just find gender really interesting. Um, I think in terms of gender identity, there is just so much now that wasn't available before previously in all generations. Obviously, transgender people have existed since forever, just as gay people have, just as you know, all minorities have. But it's it's now like we were watching. Oh, when did I watch the Danish Girl? Was that last year? Um, if you haven't seen the Danish Girls, uh, Eddie Redmayne film with oh what's that girl called alicia van van Ker? i can't remember her name but it's a really really brilliant film very beautiful very sad but it's about this painter is he a painter yeah he's a painter uh in the again i don't know is it 20s 30s i can't remember but he is basically discovering that he is transgender uh, obviously the, i don't know whether they have that word for it back then but he kind of is discovering that his gender is different and he wants to be a woman I think he starts by he's dressing up in his wife's clothes and kind of he feels like the fabric on him and he kind of has this revelation it's a really beautiful film you have to watch it but it's really interesting to watch because they have this kind of few scenes where the main character has to go to a um, hospital to try and have a, a surgery done to basically like a transition surgery and the resources are really bad. And he, when he goes to several doctors, he is almost admitted to like mental hospitals and stuff and kind of they all think he's very unwell. Um, and it's it's just really interesting for me to to see that, because obviously in this kind of society, in this generation, we're very privileged. And we're very lucky to to understand that, you know, people are readily available. Those kind of resources are readily available for people who want to change their genders and who want to have those kind of transitions and like if you ever apply to a job or fill out a form online you're met with um what is your gender female male other or prefer not to say and even though that's probably not as progressive as they think it is it's still a massive step forward in terms of how gender is viewed in our society um yeah i don't know i just think it's really interesting um finally i want to talk about I guess, like, expectations of gender, because I have had that a lot. I remember when I was younger, because obviously I'm, uh, like, an aspiring writer, I remember, I've always wanted to do this, but it was always, like, a pipe dream. When I was little, I would talk to teachers about it in primary school. I'd say that I really wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write stories and and books and things. And I I do remember a few of the male teachers kind of being like, do you think you could do that? You know, like, not... I I guess just doubting my abilities and kind of saying that it was probably not a good idea for me to do that and I've had family members who've have had expectations of me that I haven't met expectations based on my gender and I don't know I think it's just really interesting isn't it because it's like as soon as I was born um 4th of March 1998 <laughs> as soon as I was born it was like without people realizing it they had kind of instant expectations of, of me and how I was going to live my life and I don't like to to live up to those expectations. I think that's a really kind of boring way to live your life and I think that's one thing that's really drawn me to feminism is being able to defy expectations, being able to, to not have to live up to those, especially those gender-based expectations. I think, you know, it's really fun for me to be able to be like, uh, I'm not going to do that, you know, and I like... Exploring gender, and I like kind of challenging it whenever it comes up in topic and conversation. Whenever I'm talking to someone, and I like questioning it because I think one massive part of, of who we are and as humans is is questioning everything. Is questioning why we're here, what's the purpose of of life, and you know all of these big questions. And I like to question gender and think well. Yes, there is a massive biological difference, absolutely. You know, in terms of genitals, in terms of hormones, um, there are studies done that say the brains are slightly different, you know, and I understand that. But if you're a feminist seeking equality and if you're, you know, if you're going towards equality and if you're finding out more about feminism and stuff, I think you have to understand that it's not about what makes us different, it's about what makes us the same and we shouldn't be focusing so much on these, these differences and we shouldn't be using them as ways in which to critique women and ways in which to make them feel low about their lives do you know what I mean I don't know whether I am making any sense oh pardon me I'm sorry um yeah I don't know I just think it's interesting and I don't ever want to limit myself based upon what society expects of me and my gender um yeah and I'm always going to continue to 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 critique gender and to unravel it and to explore it and to you know just really discover what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, what it means to have these biological differences. Um, you know, and growing up with three men in the house has always been kind of interesting to me because all of these stereotypes of, of men not being able to show emotion and women being overly emotional and just all of these things. It's been really interesting for me to observe that. Um, I sound like such a like little sociologist just observing my family. I just mean it's interesting to see... Um, yeah, and I don't know whether my family fit to the normal gender stereotypes because when we were in sociology, um, I remember everyone was talking in class about housework and how their parents fit to the housework-like stereotypes and I remember thinking and saying that my, my dad is way more of a housewife than my mum. When we were born, my dad was unemployed so he was a house husband and my mum has always worked at the NHS and so she was a, um, a worker. She was full-time working. And... Um, yeah and that's kind of been the way for most of our lives and my dad works but he doesn't you know I don't know I'm not going to compare the differences they do because they both do loads in the house but my dad has never been strictly to being kind of traditionally masculine he's very kind of open and and emotional and I I guess maybe you'd say he's traditionally feminine I don't know um Anyway, the whole thing is just really interesting to me. Um, I'm realising I've been recording for 20 minutes, so I'm probably going to shut up now. That was such a ramble. Um, I hope you enjoyed the ramble. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping I made some sense. And I will see you next time. Bye.